Vicky, it's your mother. No, you never call me. I mean, I wonder, is your finger broken? Just don't tell my mother. It's your mother. 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 No, you never call me. Just don't tell my mother. Just don't, just don't. Don't tell, don't tell. Where the hell are you? You are never home. Hello, my family. Welcome back to Don't Tell My Mother. I'm your host, Nikki Levy, and I'm so happy to be here. I am sitting here with a rip-roaring cankasaur in the side of my gum. I had to go to the emergency dentist this morning. It is like a squirrel walked into my mouth last night and buried nuts in the side of my gum. I am in so much pain, but I am just doing my best. Bear with me. My mouth has not hurt this much since I gave my first BJ when I was 20 years old to that guy, Gary. I'm not going to say his last name in Boston. I mean, that is how much pain I'm in. Do you understand the pain I'm in? Today's guest will understand that pain. You have never met two queens more in love with reality television than Matt Marr and Jake Anthony, aka Poodle, from the wildly successful podcast, Reality Gaze. Matt and Jake are absolutely obsessed. And when I say obsessed, I mean like Stan fan, crazy stalker quality obsessed with the show 90 Day Fiance. And I have to live vicariously through them and their episodes because I've never seen that show a day in my entire life. They are telling two very Southern, very gay stories. One is about peeing on someone's floor and the other is telling a story about Liz Claiborne heels. Now, let me just give you a little a little tip. They didn't pee in the heels. Separate stories. Okay, guys, Jake's mother. Oh, my God. Jake's mother, who lives way up a mountain and way down a dirt road, joins us. She's hilarious. Her name is Vicky. This episode cracks my shit up. If you like gays and you like Southern and you like urine, keep listening. All right. Here is me and Matt Marr and Jake Anthony right after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, guys? Hi. Hi. It is early to scream. <laughs> Can I be honest with you guys? This is... I don't know why. Why are we on? the? Oh, it's my fault. It's my fault. We're on this early. That's fine. It's my fault. We're up. I'm just not used to being bright eyed and bushy tailed. Oh, <laughs> I love a good podcast with some coffee. I'm here. I, I like it. I'm drinking coffee. In fact, I'm going to go pop mine for another cup in. I'll be right back. <laughs> are we actually recording? Did he just leave? He literally left. Oh, I just spit coffee on myself. <laughs> OK, he's back. He's back. You guys host a very, very, very funny podcast called Reality Gaze, where you dissect and make fun of and love on the hit TLC show 90 Day Fiance. And I know you do other shows, but let's talk about that show for a second. I have never, ever watched this show. I want you to give me and anyone else who hasn't seen it like the 10 second, the 10 second spiel on what it's about. Uh, 
Americans find love overseas and or or in Mexico. And then they have they get what's called a K-1 visa mm-hmm. and they the other person comes over and becomes their 90 day fiance because the K-1 visa says they have 90 days to marry or that person must leave the country. So those are the stakes. And then depending on the storyline, hilarity slash sadness slash crazy ensues. Guys, doesn't ICE have a problem with this show? Um, surprisingly, I think a lot of a lot of normal laws are violated <laughs> in the making of the show. There's like a documentary clause that says we're trying to let these people live their own lives, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's in general, though, it, it is well, the show's presented. The show's pre- pre- it, the show is definitely presented as everybody's here for love, even if they're not. OK, even yes. if there's someone who's coming from another country who like she clearly just wants a better life. But the dumb old guy in America thinks she loves him. So some yeah. at least one person is in it for love. Usually when, we've never when, had a show where it's just like two people transactional. That makes sense. And the the point is the show sets up those stakes as this kind of Americanized rom-com of an ocean apart, you know, and, and sometimes it's, a, it's so obvious from episode one to everyone, but the American that it's a catfish. Okay. I am all for love in its in its many iterations right and i also think people find love like sometimes i'll be honest with you i've been to weddings i've been to weddings nothing to do with a k-1 visa where i'm like this will never last because i'm an asshole and by the way i'm wrong denial is a really powerful thing um and once you make a choice once you say you're going to get married people will stay in that marriage just to prove everyone wrong oh yes my parents my parents before the divorce we actually did research and by research i mean like a 30 minute google but it is one of the more it all does start with the seed of truth that these two people find each other they file the k1 visa on their own the show doesn't do any of this so what these people are some of them are end up being reality stars but at the at the at the core of it is this seed of either desperation or of love or uh, needing this validation. And yeah, that's fascinating. Are always high. Well, other than life or death, which love can feel like, I don't know if there's a higher stake than love. Right. That's why so many reality shows are about love and relationships, because if you're if you're if you are if you're just a regular person, you are either in a relationship yeah. And you're happy with your relationship and you, you're compelled by other people um, or you're trying to get out of one. Or if you're a single person, you are desperately, desperately looking trying. for a relationship. Or if you're like me, you're just trying out a lot and just seeing what comes along. Let me ask you guys a question. Who are either of you guys in love right now? I'm not. That's Jake. <laughs> I am. I've been in a relationship for seven years, so I'm very much in love. I was single for 15 years before that, so I was... 15 years you were single? Yeah, I'm special, bitch. I'm not settling Uh, down for anyone. But you have such good hair. I'm I'm shocked. I'm honestly shocked. 15 years you were... No, you had to date a little bit. You don't realize she is is extraordinarily awkward. (laughs) How long have you been single for, Poodle? I've been... I've dated, though. How long... uh, uh, Define dating. (laughs) <laughs> Knowing their last name. Oh, Matt, you burn a poodle like hot coffee. Okay, poodle, continue. <laughs> I think it has to do with 
there is a type of gay male or same-sex male relationship that is about let's be the advocate cover couple that people are looking for. Explain what that means for people. That who don't means know what the let me be is. the perfect gay couple with two French bulldogs and sweaters around our necks. Yeah, Neil exactly. Patrick Harris, David Burke, the Lance Bass. Oh yeah, the Instagram is. gays. In the Instagram so, gays. You <laughs> yeah. need you need that or or. The other option is, and, and there is no other option. You have to work to find that. Now, you guys both moved here from the South. Where did you each move from? Uh, I I didn't move here originally from South, South Carolina. I moved a lot of other places. Okay. But you're from South Carolina originally. South Carolina, upstate South Carolina. Okay. Matt, where, where are you from originally? Originally Oklahoma, but I moved from Texas. So okay. that's where Jake and I met. Is in our, I was doing undergrad and he was doing a graduate degree in music. We were both studying music. Okay. Always no. suggesting that I was older. Always. Actually, his second <laughs> graduate degree, almost his doctorate. Yeah. <laughs> his, his postdoc. Did you guys try to make yourselves over to look like an LA slash WeHo gay man? I remember a certain top I had. Not a sexual term. Blue <laughs> camouflage top that I had. A tiny little baby tee that I was flaunting all over West Hollywood. Uh, it didn't help that I worked at a at a gay bookstore. And it was right on the strip. And so I would go out every night. Did you work at Circus Books? No, a different light before it closed. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but which was... Circus of Books was kind of our we we were we were upscale. Got it. Got it. Still sold poppers at the at the uh, cash register. The Don't cash get me wrong. Um, there, there was one day where because I so Jake and I really became friends because we he and along with our, uh, our one of our girlfriends we call her Sissy. We all three lived in a house together for like seven years in L.A. And so that's when Jake would work at the bookstore. And one day he called me and said, you might have to come pick me up from work. And I said, why? And he said, because I dropped the box of poppers <gasps> and I'm lightheaded and I, I don't know if I can Stop get myself it. together. <laughs> Stop it. Why don't women have poppers? We don't have pop. We have hummus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and ain't nobody getting lightheaded from too many chickpeas. <laughs> you guys know uh, don't tell my mother we divulge true stories yes yes and uh i actually do not have any idea what stories you guys are telling and i love that i love that you're double teaming me today oh it's the first are time we've guys, ever done that but but not the last i'll go first mine's shorter mine's a little mine's shorter matt tell me everything this is a story about how liz claiborne ruined my mother's marriage so picture it. It's 1986. Okay. Oh, I was I just to... born. Yeah. <laughs> a little poodle puppy. Oh, please. You were smoking cigarettes in the locker room and <laughs> listening to Duran Duran and your hair was high and pink. It's like one of those kids in Greece. I'm kidding. No, Jake's only 18 years older than me. All right. 18, 18 months. months. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, growing up in Oklahoma, I was probably... As a kid who was obsessed with Wonder Woman and um, <laughs> like most other boys and musicals, I, I might have hashtag stood out a little bit. Mm -hmm. So my parents, we lived in a small three bedroom house. But my, you know, my dad was a 
building contractor. So the bedroom master and the bathroom were really nice. Mm. And, and it, the bathroom was really long, kind of, and it had blue carpet. And it was kind of like with like blue palm wallpaper. It was garish, but very 80s. And so the the bathroom, you'd walk down this kind of carpeted runway and then you turn and there was a huge walk-in closet. Wow. Not really not really that big, but to me as a kid, it felt enormous. So I used to love more than anything to when my when my mother would go run errands and my father was working and my brother was off playing sports, I would go in my mother's closet and I it was just, I mean that would be my consignment store if I opened a shop one day, Mama's <laughs> Closet. And so <laughs> my mother loved, we would go like every year, she would drive up to Oklahoma, take us to the city, or as we, we call it the city, but it's Oklahoma City. Yes. We'd go up to Oklahoma City to Crossroads Mall to the Dillard's and she would buy her Liz Claiborne for the year. And Only it was the like, best. Liz Claiborne's nice. Don't shit on with Liz Claiborne. You know, she was the first one with Fortune 500 company. Okay. I didn't know that. Wow. I didn't either. She was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very cool. So anyway, I would like, I would put on, because I, I of course, even though I shouldn't, I was watching Dallas. I was watching Dynasty, Falcon Crest. I was like most watching, boys that age. I was watching all these shows at night when my parents would go to sleep. I would sneak out of my room and watch them. And so I would put on my mother's jackets, her Liz Claiborne jackets, and or I <laughs> And I would just strut around on this bathroom walkway. How old were you? Well, like I was probably eight, nine. And did you know, did you, were you called effeminate at this age? Did anybody say this to you or no? Oh, I anyone heard, who had a head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I heard sissy on a daily basis. And, uh, you know, my, but yeah. my, my brother teased me actually a lot, which my brother and I are very close. But when I came out, he completely like... Totally like just like sobbed for like three days because he felt so horrible. So um, but anyway, he um southern stories are sad, y'all. And so anyway, I so I'd wear her clothes and everything, but more than anything, I love my mother's Liz Claiborne heels. Mm -hmm. And the specific one I love because they went with anything. You remember that color in the 80s? It was nude, but it was kind of that gray nude. Absolutely. Yes, it was almost like taupish-ish. Kind of a filthy looking, dirty gray. But I just yeah. want to bring up one thing. The fact the not the fact that you chose the most garish or fun. You liked it because like them because they went with everything. <laughs> that is our personality style because you probably would choose the most garish red shoes. I would have as yeah. an eight year old. <laughs> yeah, it's so. Maddie's practical. Exactly. Yeah, they were those kind of pointed heels that were just a normal heel with a, like a little two inch heel. But I used to strut around those. So one day everybody was gone. And so I got it. Normally, literally, I would just keep it in my mother's bedroom because I was so scared. And. <sighs> My mother's bedroom, the closet was right by the garage. So if anybody came home, I could hear it. Well, so one day I was, I was just prancing around the house and I went to my room because we had them, which was on the other side of the house. And I'm in my room because that's where the tape player was. Cause of course I'm listening to like Madonna's hanky panky slapping my ass while I'm wearing these Liz Claiborne. Wait, how does hanky panky go? Oh, it's from Dick Tracy. You better yeah. like hanky panky. Nothing spank like you could spank me. Well, so anyway, so I'm sitting there spanking my ass and my mama's playboard. <laughs> she's dancing my gay life Shut away. The fuck up. Suddenly, I know this because <gasps> my mom's station wagon pulls up. And I know this because 
she had a Bonneville station wagon and my dad bought her a new one as a surprise. <gasps> wow. But my mother didn't like it. So she took it back to the dealer and she said, I want this one. And they said, well, they have to order that. She said, well, give me my old one back. And her old one needed, she needed a new car because it kind of did that. Fan belt thing. The muse is up loud and, and I hear, me, 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 but it's close. And I hear the garage door shutting. I've got nowhere to go. Like, I know if I go to my mom's, the door's going to open, I'm afraid, and she's going to catch me. So I meet the front door is on the other side of the house. I immediately ran out our front door, ran past our backyard where I practiced my color guard with our broom. Still in the heels, mind you. (laughs) Still in the heels. Still in the heels. And I went back. There was this field behind our house where uh, we would ride three-wheelers, and I would sing Tina Turner because no one would hear me. Sing it to the wind <laughs> exactly and i would <laughs> so i should have won that tony first <laughs> anyway so i took the heels and i threw them as far as i can no into the field and then i ran back into that and my mother was a smart move my mother was already in the house and she's like what are you doing and i said oh i was just outside playing she's like how do you don't have any shoes what you, we're not poor go put your shoes on and I said, okay, mama. And I put on my shoes and my mother never knew. And I'll never forget <laughs> that Easter. She furious, furiously looked for those shoes everywhere. Cussing, cursing. My dad was telling, saying, well, this is why you can't buy any goddamn nice shoes because you just fucking lose it. There goes my money. Here, they're getting into a fight now about money and it caused this big ordeal. And I just sat in my room, not saying a word. I can't believe you. She still doesn't know to this day. You, would you ever tell her? I don't think so. Really? Matt. I feel like I look back on my childhood and I feel like that was the beginning of my parents' divorce was fine. <laughs> Wait, did you, did you even ever just go like run into the field, get them and return them like a good thief? No, I didn't want anybody to see me. And I was scared to go at night because of snakes. Somebody built a house on that property. I wonder when they were digging that foundation, if they found a pair of Liz Claiborne hairs, they went, a gay boy died here or something like that. (laughs) Maddie, did you ever wear her shoes again? Oh, yes. Did you ever throw them out of the fucking field? No, I was very careful. After that, I made sure whenever I only stayed in her closet and I made sure to, uh, um, um, well, no, I would do it in the in the kitchen because I'd like to I like to wear the heels and sit down at the dining room table and play office. And I like to like sit at the chair and cross my legs and say, listen, Mr. Ollivander, you're getting fired because this place is a dump. I mean, I would just kind of act out these 80s. Shows that I would see. It wasn't a movie. I just made it. But I would kind of create my own dialogue of what I would see uh, Liz Collins or whatever it do on Dynasty. Alexa. Joan Collins. Joan Collins. Joan Collins. Yes. Maddie, I can't believe I'm just saying I know we're not calling your mother today, but you have got to tell her. No, no. You really think she'd get mad like 20 years later? I think weirdly, I kind of agree. She she I think she wouldn't understand it. And so and and I don't think it's not that she would be upset with him but she just wouldn't understand it it would, it she, would wouldn't make, be, she, uh, she wouldn't be mad she'd be more like wow my favorite shoes yeah <laughs> goodness matthew they didn't make that color after that i never found <laughs> that pair again matthew <laughs> i'd be like i'm sorry 
whose mother is more difficult in this in this scenario? Or are they difficult differently? I think mine is probably. Oh, and we're meeting your mother. Yeah. My mother, let's just say this. My mother <laughs> is a lovely, loving, funny, um, life of the party. When I was growing up, everyone was like, I love, all my friends were like, I love your mother. She's I the love best. his mother. What is she like? Give me a sense. My mother is kind of a funnier version of the old lady on the shoebox greetings. <laughs> I'm going to break this down for you right now. Jake's mother is Jake. And Jake is Jake's <laughs> mother. And you know what? I'm a lot like I'm a, my mother, too. But they are so much alike in in, in, in so many good questions good qualities and sometimes not as helpful but they are but aren't we i am too like my mother so i just spent a week with my mother too much like her you know that's why i love meeting someone's parents because you understand them more totally look i think i'm gonna understand poodle a whole lot more after meeting his mama poodle does your mother know the story no she does not know the story okay jake 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 tell me jake tell me everything this is a story about academia shattered dreams and peeing There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. This was when I was in college. Uh, I was in the music department. So which the school of music, my undergrad was kind of like its own school because we were all so close and we all had to practice so much. Mm -hmm. We would just be there at all hours. This was our senior year and we were kind of like not caring. And uh, at this time, and my friend Mary and I, were we would always practice like she was an organ major i was a piano major and you because you had to practice four or five hours a day and we hated certain it was our senior year so of course you hate certain faculty members and they're building a they're building a wing for the choral division and we were just there one night in the music library as you do and we're just hanging out. And of course, we I think we I think we had gone out to her car and like got some shots of like fireball or something. That's what you did. You drank and then you practiced some more. Sounds amazing. Drank Sounds amazing. cigarettes and practice. Oh, yeah. We would smoke cigarettes all the time. Don't mention that because my mother will. My mother still thinks I smoke. He does. I don't. He my mother said, is he smoking cigarettes again? Because <laughs> um, that's her worst thing. I swear to God, she still thinks I smoke cigarettes as much as I say. I'll, I'll let her know you smoke. Don't worry. I swear to God, Nikki, I'll never forgive you. I will never, I will never, I will never, I promise. So anyway, so we're sitting there and they're built, they're in the process of building this wing. And it's like still in, we know where the, I can't I'm going to say it. We know where Dr. Who's the guy over the choral department. We cannot stand this guy. We'll bleep him out. Complete misogynist, blah, 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 asshole. He was, and we're like, we were just drinking and Mary and I were like sitting like, let's go in there and let's go into his office and pee on where it's going to be. No. <laughs> Wait, pee, pee on what? 
pee right where it's going to be because they were constructing it. They were just putting down the they're putting down the carpet and stuff like that. Pee where his office will be. No, we're in his office, in his new office, in the construction zone. <laughs> so we're t- we're down over there. I'm pulling down my pants, getting ready to pee. My friend Mary's already squatting in the corner. And all of a sudden we see a light no. and it's public safety. No. And we, and public safety says, what are y'all doing? And I'm like, nothing, nothing. Public safety said, y'all need to come with us. He obviously knows what's happening because you smell urine. You're pissing in the office after hours. Yeah. So we're sitting there in public safety. We're freaked. And my friend, her, my friend is, her dad is a dean. At the school? Yes. So she has free tuition. In a different apartment. Yes. She fucked. So. They're sitting, we're sitting there and we're freaking out. And the guy who who runs public safety, huge, huge, big guy says, I know what you guys were doing in there. And uh, we're not going to, we're not going to put up with this. Um, We're going to call your parents. No. Tell them what you did. And, um, and we probably aren't going to let you walk at graduation. They knew you were pissing in a construction zone. Hate pissing, hate pissing. Yeah, I think he. Well, heard the it. sound of urine on concrete is pretty loud. <laughs> <laughs> My so, father was a builder. I know. Yeah, here he was. Right. <laughs> We're sitting there, um, and then he said he was going to call the doctor so and so and tell him what we did, and just that was even worse. Like we would have to explain. Oh yeah, I pissed in your new office. <laughs> so we're sitting there, and and mm. Mary finally calls her dad and says. Hey, Dad, um, they found us kind of like maybe peeing in the new office. <laughs> and her father's like, Mary, why did you do that? <laughs> and 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 basically she's like, and so anyway, the dean got on the phone and said, OK, uh, here's the thing. Uh, they these these two have been friends. They've obviously were drinking or something like that. If you want to, we can take walking away from them. Anyway, we were we were waiting to find out what happened. Uh, we we were we left. No, neither of us slept the rest of the night. Of course, they let you go though. So yeah, they said they said we're going to contact you tomorrow. And you're going to call your parents. You're going to tell them on the phone. Anyway, we get there the next the next day. We never hear anything. They either forgot about it. Or or Mary's Mary's father never really told him them anything, but you got off. We got off. We got to walk. No one ever heard. I don't think Dr. Blah, blah, blah. Never knows. He's probably I think he's retired now, but he was sat in that office and 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 smelled up my urine. For however long he was there. You guys. So you're telling me someone is sitting on some taupe. Liz Claiborne shoes and someone else is sitting on a bag of piss. Yes. None the wiser. Yes. Yes. Double piss. Double piss. And you know what? And Dr. probably wonders subconsciously why he likes his wife to pee on me. (laughs) Um, But yeah, my mother does not know that story. Um, She may. She I I, I have I actually have no idea what her response will be. Could we call your mother? Let's call her. Let's call your mama. 
Okay, there we go. Mama Poodle. <laughs> what poodle? Otherwise known as Vicky. Hi, Vicky. Hi, Nikki. Yeah, I'm Nikki. You're Vicky. Okay, is that Nikki with an N? N? Yes. N-I-K-K-I. She looks so pretty. She's like me. She has to spell it. Hi, you look beautiful. I love your hair short. It's so sweet to say that. We're wearing a similar color. How's your dad? He's doing much better. My brother's kind of on shift. His mobility is not great. But so far, the cancer is not coming back. So, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Great, great. Great, great. Thank you for having (laughs) me. Okay. All right. Now. It's good to see you, Mom. Vicki, thank you for coming on. I know this is not, you know, you're not uh, usually jumping on Zoom. So, this is a big deal. Thank you. She's doing a favor for us. So, thank you. Thank you, Vicki. Okay. Uh, Vicki, tell tell us all where where you're coming from. Uh, I hate to say it, but picking South Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) You can say you should be proud of it. Well, I know that everybody makes fun of Pickens. Because of the name? But we live in the mountains, which is beautiful. So have you ever listened to Matt and Jake's podcast? (laughs) I never have. I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Jake? No, she doesn't know. She doesn't podcast. (laughs) Okay, we, we have to teach you. There's the FedEx truck coming. <laughs> Sorry. Muffin will she'll get a treat. The dog, my mother's dog may bark and get a treat. She won't bark now because she she'll, she gets two treats. One when he gets off the truck and then he gets to whatever the box is, puts it on the porch and then he she's already eaten it. So he has to give her another one so she won't jump all over him. So she This get, dog get is basically a member as a human of their family. The dog has replaced the dog has replaced my brother and I. Oh as easily. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> Jake, do you want to Jake told us a little story today. Can he give you just a little blip of it? All right. So mom in college, um <laughs> I you were my friend Mary. Mary, uh my friend Mary yes. Huff. Um basically we were around the music building one night and they were building a new addition to the music building. And we didn't like one of our professors. I think we were here. And we both went in there and peed on his office. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> and, and anyway, no, then public safety caught us and took us to the office. And they were telling us things like, this is our senior year. We're not going to walk. A graduation, and they were going to call you guys. I can't believe Mary did that, much less you. <laughs> anyway, I know because her father was the dean. So anyway, <laughs> they they wound up telling us that we were, they scared the shit out of us, and they said, you know, you're not going to walk a graduation. Here's the thing. And then then Mary's dad called, and then they basically said, uh, he said, you know, there was, there was them having fun, blah blah blah. And don't let this go. But anyway, we went home, didn't sleep at all that night. We didn't know what's, what's going to happen. No one ever did anything. No one ever. They just forgot about it. Because Mary's dad probably got them off the hook. Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness for Mary's dad. I know. So that was, <laughs> does, that, does that shock you that we would do something like that? It shocks me that you and Mary would do it. I mean, you no. know, I would expect that out of Lucas any day, but not <laughs> my brother. That's my brother. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, we, I, anyway, but that that is that is that story. I, I What kind of kid was I, mom? Tell, tell us about that. I thought you were going to ask me to tell stories about 
you know, the time you embarrassed us so much uh, at church when we were having little mission friends. Oh. <laughs> what happened? Oh, I love this story. Uh, Jake was uh, about three and a half, I guess, because Lucas was a baby, you know, on my chest. And um, we lived in another house, and Jim and I would, uh, we experimented in homemade wine, different kinds of <laughs> wine. So, um, experiment. so we had decided that we were going to join the little local Baptist rule. And I mean rule because they probably had maybe 100 members of the church. What is a rule? Rural. Rural. Rule. I'm sorry. Rule. <laughs> you, say, you say it like me. I thought there was a rule that I needed to know. Got you. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, and I'm talking, you know, where they don't they, they would never think of taking a drink of wine or something right. like that. Oh. That is. Yeah, very, very much public. in the South. You know, they, yeah. you know, they do it in the closet. Is yeah. what I'm, uh, lots, lots in the closet. I raised Jake and Lucas. They didn't have sugar like that and never think about Kool-Aid. I mean, no. you know, you don't put those dyes in your body. <laughs> and so um, they'd never had Kool-Aid, but they had had wine. Oh, my God. <laughs> but that's yeah, a little wine occasionally. So anyway, uh, we had these little uh, clear little solo cups that we would let the, our <laughs> family, friends, and everybody came to sample the wine and uh, little clear solo cups. And um, so we go back the next week, and I have everything over here on this side for them to eat. And Mary, this is the preacher's daughter, spitzer. She was not married. And <clears throat> she was over on the other side, and she said she would bring them something to drink. There she was doling out red Kool-Aid in those little solo cups. And Jake's over there watching her. He says, oh, boy, we're having wine. No. <laughs> she said, we don't drink wine. He said, we do. My mom and dad make it in the basement. Stop it. This is... <laughs> <laughs> were you so mortified, Vicki? Uh, I didn't say a word. I just went right along what I was doing. Never mentioned it or anything. And so... Uh, Jake did taste it. He said, this is not wine. She said, no, honey, it's not wine. It's Kool-Aid. And he said, well, I like it. So anyway, <laughs> I go home and I tell uh, Jim, Jake's dad, I said, we're going to get thrown out of the church. I said, tell him what Jake said. He said, well, if we do, we do, you know. So, but you know, we never heard a word. Yeah. Never heard a word. <sighs> Much like peeing in the office. Never heard a word. <laughs> Was Jake a troublemaker growing up? Um, not really. He not just like did my brother. a lot of fighting with his brother. That's all. <laughs> he was pretty good. One time Jake told a story on the podcast and it's by far our, the, our listeners love it more than anything. And it's a story about when Jake and Lucas tried to kill a bunch of birds in the chimney. Oh, that's an old. <laughs> <laughs> what? They literally went on top of the roof, poured gasoline down the chimney and then lit it aflame. And then I guess they came Gooch. downstairs. Yeah, we had to clean it out <gasps> over that. And there was soot everywhere. <laughs> is that true? Yeah. Yes. Vicki, what is the best advice you have given Jake? Well, I think it is that uh, I gave Jake and Lucas both this advice that um, to always do something, uh, your whatever you want to do in your life, you know, your job or whatever, to do something you enjoy. Because there's nothing worse than going every day to some place and having to work an, at a job that you don't enjoy. I did that for nine years, and I said I'd never want to, it, it, you know, after that, I, I hauled it from a bank because I was not an inside person. 
and I ended up getting a real estate license and running an office and and we've got into real estate and development. You're still working? Well, I have to. I have to keep my husband in, you know, in line. I have to keep everything for him. He doesn't text and he doesn't email or anything like that. So I have to do all of that. For so him. she's she's kind of the the man at arms getting getting everything. I just around. got back from I just got back from the tax accountant, you know, just a while ago because well, we're involved in something and I had to go down there. <laughs> everybody's mother's house. And that's just that is the thing that second. tells you who's calling. <laughs> that's my mother's house. Can I call you back? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. All right. It's what? fine. It's fine. Mama, Mama Poodle, I get the impression you're very tough. I got, I actually got a a Mother's Day card from my daughter-in-law uh, about two years after. She and Lucas were married, and she had there was a picture of a woman doing a has a jackhammer <laughs> and work boots and everything on, and uh, in the inside she had written, uh, "I'm very lucky to have the mother-in-law I do." She said, "You're the strongest, strongest woman I have ever known." Wow. Can you believe that? I I saved that card. <laughs> I think I, I think I agree with that. Jake, what is the best and worst thing you learned from your mom? Um, I think the best thing is probably she goes, she goes into things and she doesn't quit. She's not a quitter. Yes. <laughs> Hell yes. That's called a, being a woman. The worst thing is probably in the same line, because this is me too. When she's having an argument with someone, she won't quit either. She'll, she'll, she will bend them and make them admit when they're finally, when they are wrong, and then over their dead body, she'll she'll want she'll want them to admit defeat. And I <laughs> like the I Staples can, story. Yes, the Staples story. <laughs> like the Staples story. Yeah. Yes. And I can attest, Jake is the same way. <laughs> you don't want people to run over you. True. I True. agree. Hundred percent. I agree too. If you don't stand up for yourself, who's going to stand up for you? Fall for anything. See. Yeah. I see why Jake is like you. Uh oh. Why? It's good. <laughs> You know, because you're like, you know, I'm doing what I want and I'm going to just I'm just tough. Jake's dad tries to pull the reins on me a lot. But, you know, I just have to do what I have to do. <laughs> exactly. You know? As they say in Greece, the man is the head, but the woman is the neck. He can she can turn the head any way she wants. Isn't that true? That's very true. I end every podcast with you guys telling each other what you love most about each other. Aww. And Matt, uh, Maddie, I'm going to have you jump in and say what you love most about Poodle and Vicky, too. I love that I know where I stand with Jake and with Vicky because they're both truth so authentic. And I think that it's, you know, uh, when I met Vicky was under very stressful circumstances, but mm -hmm. because she's so much like Jake, um, it was like an immediate friend. And I think we got along well together. And um, and so I think that just though... Jake has made me be a more when you're in the South, you want to be nice to people. You mm -hmm. don't and you don't necessarily lie, but you tell people what they want to hear. And I don't do that anymore. And I think that's a lot because of Jake. And I know he gets that from his mother. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. Some people would say that's good and some would say it's not. Yeah, I think well, it's, I, I think it's and good. I, I, and I'm going to have to say the same thing. Um, my favorite thing about my mom is she's honest and she will almost always tell you exactly even if you don't really want to hear it, uh, she's going to tell you kind of how <laughs> she feels, uh, regardless of what happens. 
Um, so yeah, that's that's what I love about her. <laughs> Vicky, what do you love most about Jake and Matt? <sighs> Good gracious. What do I like love most about Jake? <laughs> well, how could you not love him? My goodness. You know, and he is what I tell him. Firstborn son, and it's you know, I love I love that he, he has a, a zest for life and which I hope that he never loses. And uh, I love that he's a hard worker because I raised both of them that way. And I know that Jim's been their father, but he was not always hands on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was working all the time. I mean, sometimes they wouldn't see him for three or four days, you know, and he'd be coming home every night. But he'd come after they went to sleep, you know, he'd be come in and he'd be gone the next morning before they got up. But I love Jake's, uh, like I say, his zest for life and that he, he doesn't give up. He's, he hangs in there, and which is everything I'd ever want in a kid. And I know he's not a kid to y'all, but he is to me. <laughs> and I love Always him to dear. I love him dearly. Oh, we're going to make you we're going to teach you how to listen to the podcast. This one and theirs. My problem is where, where do you get time for stuff like that? <laughs> in the car and all the schlepping. I go in the car and I get out 15 times in 20 minutes. <laughs> she's she's got to go. She's she's got to go take her dog muffin to the vet. Uh, so yeah, this she's got is, a lot of stuff this to is do. her checkup. Oh, OK. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mom. Okay. I hate for everybody to see me. You're not. No one's going to see you. They want to. We're you. we're okay. just seeing you. It's just the audio. All right. Okay. Uh, but well, you Matt, look pretty. Nice. Good to see you too. It's wonderful. I know. I miss you now. I know. I wish I could hug you. If it's not one thing, it's, it's your, your mother. mother. Thank you for listening, my family. Do us a favor. If you're on Apple Podcasts or wherever, give us a rating and a review. Give us five stars. Tell us what you want, what you really, really want. Tell us what guests to bring on. I'll go out to anybody. I have no shame. You know me. Please follow me on the socials at Don't Tell My Mother and at Nikki Levy. And just remember, love your mothers. They are doing their best. And you know, our parents know how to push our buttons because they're the ones who installed them. Kisses, kisses, kisses. Smooches, smooches back. Mwah. Don't Tell My Mother is created, hosted, and executive produced by Nikki Levy, my daughter. The show is executive produced by John Cryer. Oh my God, I love him. And Lisa Joyner and Jody Zuckerman Weiner at Discount Sushi. Our producer is Liza Glukoft. Co-producer, Andrew Congdon. Mixed and edited by Donovan Bullen. Theme song by Donovan Bullen and Joe McKenzie. Distributed by Acast. Now go call your mothers. Just don't. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.